listening to the Tex and Tell podcast. On the show today, we feature Sharon Donovich. Sharon is the product marketing manager for Cornet Digital and has built an impressive career in the world of print. Sharon speaks as an authority on Cornet Digital technology, whose digital print process offers the textile manufacturer a sustainable, efficient solution to the challenges of textile production in today's high-speed world. As the textile ambassador for Vespa Global Expo, I had the pleasure of listening to her talk at the SGIA AATCC Digital Textile Printing Conference in Raleigh, North Carolina. Digital print technology has disrupted the fashion and home textile supply chain, which now prints on demand as we move forward into a new era of sustainable manufacturing. Let's listen to Sharon's words of wisdom. Work uh, in Corinth for almost six years, but prior to that, uh, I might look uh, young, but uh, I'm not. Uh, so uh, I worked. Uh, I always worked in the printing industry in Israel. I was uh, one of the. Actually, came from the uh, customer side. I was uh, production manager of one, in, in one of the leading uh, newspaper in Israel. And you know, newspaper is like. I mean, at least it's not printed anymore. Uh, but we had the. Um, the, I would say the revolution of uh, moving from very analog printing uh, to digital. Uh, so it was very uh, challenging. And then I moved to Cytex, uh, who was uh, one of the flagship for uh, first companies that uh, dealt, dealt with uh, digital, uh, digital uh, printing. And uh, funny enough that it's, uh, Cytex is scientific textile, but it's never materialized the, the, the textile part. And then, um, and the, I can do my presentation without uh, PowerPoint. Uh, and then uh, we uh, uh, moved to, uh, actually I didn't move from my place, but it was purchased by Kodak, and then HP Indigo, and uh, now I'm here in uh, Cornic. And uh, uh, although it might look uh, similar, like uh, it's digital, after all it's digital inject, the textile, and we see that in the presentations uh, here today, brings a lot of challenges. It's not, uh, it's not uh, same as printing on, on paper, uh, which was also a challenge back in the days, but uh, uh, everything almost moved. But here in textile, there are a lot of challenges. Many people talked about those challenges. And uh, maybe we can take out the flag and, and put it back. Uh, now when we talk about Cornet. Uh, so Cornet has um, uh, been uh, in the market for almost 14 years, something like that. So Cornet we have uh, like, um, we are very, here, now it's great. So we are, yeah, we are very strong in the direct-to-garment uh, market, okay? We have uh, two legs, actually, direct-to-garment and direct-to-fabric. The direct-to-garment is uh, more about printing on uh, finished goods, on uh, either it would be a t-shirt. Uh, I'm sure everybody's aware that we have uh, so many systems at Amazon. So this becomes a huge uh, part of uh, actually the, the t-shirt um, t-shirt market, printing on demand, real on demand printing. Uh, but I think that eventually uh, we will see that it comes also to this part because with the direct-to-garment, there were challenges that you, you cannot overcome when you want to print a one-off t-shirt, right? So it has to be uh, digital. With direct-to-fabric, we still see that there are like hesitations and uh, challenges. I will talk about them later on. But uh, definitely, it's 
it's going to come. So Corlit is, uh, again, like 14 years old, uh, more than 2,000 2, systems out there, uh, direct-to-garment, uh, fewer in the direct-to-fabric. We have one system called Alego, we'll talk about it later, I will talk about it. And then uh, I saw that there is a lot of interest in pigment printing. I'm almost not talking about it, but I would be, be glad to share uh, our experience. We are very focused on pigment printing. This is our uh, main and only um, uh, strategy. Okay, so for us, uh, we, uh, people mentioned here before that pigment printing is actually in the traditional uh, apparel printing. It is the main uh, one, and we are we believe in pigment pig uh, printing, and we are focused on that. Quality uh, is an Israeli based. Uh, probably didn't uh, figure out what is the wonderful accent, but uh, I'm bringing the, uh, an, another flavor of accent. Uh, so um, so uh, we are uh, based in Israel, I'm based in Israel, um, So, uh, but we have offices worldwide and uh, uh, people worldwide, 400 people already, so we grew up. So um, talking about a little bit of the trends in the market, and I checked that and I saw that the S was inside in the morning, but now it's outside. Okay, so, um, so trends, we, people mentioned that before, but I would like to repeat and elaborate a little bit about the trends. Uh, where is the one that is actually this one? The black one. Yeah, okay, let's, let's try. So stocks, uh, <coughs> we know uh, um, Zara was mentioned before. Zara CEO mentioned inventory or stocks as same as uh, he considered that same as food. It gets ro rotten or being uh, expired very very fast. Uh, we know stories about uh, Nike who printed uh, millions of T-shirts of, of uh, one player in the I don't know what league because I'm not US based so I don't know leagues, but. Yeah, he was. He broke his his hand, and the day after, it was all uh, thrown to the garbage. We know about H&M that actually uh, need to get rid of, of a lot of, of its uh, inventory. Uh, we know about customers that hold inventory, and for them, inventory, if, even if it's blank, it's it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's problematic because it costs a lot of money. I was once visited uh, visiting one of our. A large customer is uh, also a screen printer, and he was—he he said the most expensive part of my business is the inventory. I don't want to hold that. So we know that inventory becomes a very challenging part of the of the business, um, and uh, this is something. Uh, this is why I asked before about the um, pre-treated fabric. Okay, what is the expiration date? And we talked. Uh, Mike told me about the minimum order quantities that you need to have with pre-treatment. This is also stocks that you don't want to have in your inventory. It's uh, it's uh, jeopardizing your business. Uh, the other thing that was mentioned also before, but is very critical, is the environment. And not only the aspect of the water that we, we are talking about when we are comparing pre pigment printing to reactive or the acid or all the processes that require a lot of water. Also, uh, when I'm talking about purchased activated uh, production, I'm talking about uh, the fact that all the uh, stuff that is actually printed without necessary, uh, without somebody that will buy it eventually, goes to uh, Africa or wherever 
big uh, planted or pushed into the soil and is also something that is uh, becoming very problematic. You know that in Israel today, when I want to donate, to donate uh, uh, clothes, they tell me, we don't have anything to do with that. Uh, we don't know, just throw it away. We don't, we, we don't have anyone to donate it. So really this uh, behavior of consumers that is just buying cheap clothes instead of having some conscious uh, purchasing and understanding that he's buying, not because it's cheap and it, it's uh, something that uh, they, they can buy, but because they want it, this is something that I think that the young generation will understand how much we are damaging our own plant and will do something about it. They will start how they are purchasing stuff and they will be willing to pay a little bit more just to understand that they are buying something that will prevent these uh, things that we are doing to ourselves, okay? I see today my girls, it's just, it's just crazy. They buy stuff because it's cheap and they can, and they don't wear it even. Sometimes they tell me, with the tickets, just donate that, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. I think that it also, uh, you know, I, I must admit, I ordered a lot of, uh, I'm from Israel, I don't have opportunities, I ordered a lot of packages from Amazon. Also those packages that are coming with something like that, and all the, all the car carton or cupboard, I don't know what you call it, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's like, we need to think about what we're doing, and so it's, it's two things. It's about purchasing with uh, understanding that you are buying something, and also uh, water consumption, and talking about pigment printing, I will talk about it later, but this is a, a, a dry process. We are printing wet on wet, but it's actually a dry process because it does not require any water in the process itself. Time to supply, this was also mentioned. Uh, this is something that today with the uh, consumer behavior, uh, we want to change the uh, fashion uh, every other day. When I go to the store, I expect to see new stuff and I expect to get it uh, changed every two weeks. So the delivery cycles or the delivery time that is expected should be uh, fast, definitely when there is Cyber Monday, Black Friday, and you expect to get the stuff a week later. So all the time to supply, if in the past we were talking about six months or something like that to supply uh, the, the order, then uh, for, for big, uh, for large uh, orders, today people are expecting to get it three days after, one week. So this is really becoming uh, a critical point production on demand, so again, this is something that is becoming more and more challenging because people are more and more changing their consuming, consuming uh, behavior, they are going uh, online, and they want to purchase uh, one, a one-off or something that uh, is either unique for themselves or uh, they, they want only one piece. So there is a, a, a need to change this entire paradigm of producing mass of, of mass production. And of course, uh, the profit profitability is also uh, uh, becoming more problematic. If you need to uh, uh, provision uh, how many uh, uh, 
shirt, so how many clothes you need to purchase in advance, and then you need to either get rid of it or uh, 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 sell it in a, a lower price, then your entire profitability uh, uh, assumptions are uh, different than what you uh, assumed before. So there is this conflict between, okay, maybe I will buy it and it will be cheap per piece, but at the long run, it will be more expensive, okay? So um, I was talking uh, the other day, I visited a customer, is actually not a customer of ours, but he's doing uh, really uh, on-demand manufacturing. And he said that this, uh, this uh, change of, of, uh, of point of view from understanding that maybe you are paying a little bit more for the one piece, but actually, uh, in, instead of buying mass production uh, and paying per piece a lower price, but at the end of the day, you will pay more because you will not either sell the other units or you will uh, need to uh, uh, sell them in a, in a price that you will lose. So it's like you, you need to really understand what is the, the end game. So and it really depends who are you talking with in the supply chain, okay? Um, so I think that it all comes to understanding that the world is going to change. And I really liked that uh, sent sentence from Mark Twain, because if we look at those examples, okay, and, we, and I didn't uh, put here the commercial or packaging industries, print industries, which are more closer to, to myself, but other industries that people that didn't understand that the world is changing and is becoming digital, and that's the way it's going to be, failed. Kodak is it's it's an extremely great example of people that had the digital camera in their hands and didn't want to materialize that and prefer to maintain their film business. And uh, for me, it's very sad, but look where Kodak is today. Okay? It was an empire, right? Look at um, uh, Toys R Us. They, they didn't went with the, the flow. Everybody's digital. Look at Nokia. People need to understand that the world is moving on. And eventually, the only way to go is what we believe is uh, either you can call it micro factory, but it doesn't necessarily a micro factory. The concept is that you will have uh, maybe small hubs or different levels of, of factory, but the, the, the point is that the concept is that the purchase, the production will be activated only when the purchase or the sale was already done. Okay, and this is of course poses a lot of uh, issues. It's not easy to transfer uh, production facility to, to think in that manner because of course if you are manufacturing a one-off, it's not as easy as manufacturing uh, the uh, mass production. And we will talk how this is actually can be done if you're looking at digital production. So there are different aspects of that. And uh, uh, people mentioned that before, that it's, it's not trivial, and I understand that. Uh, but it's, it's very important to pay attention to that and to understand where, where the world is going. So I think that 
part of the software is already there, um, uh, and the more uh, complicated part is the production floor and the sewing different uh, uh, piece each time is, is, is challenging. But if you look, for example, at, uh, at the car industry, and I visited uh, Toyota in Japan, it's amazing because there is a production line that every single car on the production line is different from the other. So they can do that with cars. I believe that it could be done also with fashion or with apparel. Every single car has either the wheel in the left side, in the right side. One is blue, one is white, one is, uh, uh, I don't know, the different models. But each one of the cars on the production line is uh, custom made, is completely made to order. And this is the way that this uh, world will go. So these are the different parts of the, of the micro factory. And um, I think that the left part is, is more uh, looked at or being taken, taken care of by many companies today, this integration or trying to do a Cornet just uh, joined uh, an organization called uh, PAAT, PAAT. And uh, this is an organization that is looking uh, to bring some um, open formats between that will enable different software companies and different companies to talk with each other. So um, it's, uh, it's, it will be interesting to, to follow them uh, because I don't know, uh, if, uh, it's like sort of developing an XML or a common language between different uh, companies. So you will be able to consume an XML parse it and understand how to how the next operation should be done. And um, so there are different components and I'm going to talk more about um, the challenges today of this, uh, of this uh, production line or microfactory, uh, but more of the as aspect of uh, digital printing. So there are a few uh, challenges. Uh, the setup time that uh, for a, a one of is uh, doesn't make sense to, uh, if you are talking about uh, analog printing, uh, setup time requires, uh, is very long. Uh, art limitation that you have with analog printing, the sustainability, the knowledge, and uh, sampling that was also mentioned before, sampling or uh, we can say um, uh, time to market. Um, so setup time. Um, the, what we are talking about is cutting the, the, the entire uh, printing process into two basic, uh, basic steps uh, because from our perspective, and I know that there were, was a lot of talking about pretreatment here, with our solution, there's no need for pretreatment in, uh, in a pigment, pre uh, when we're talking about pigment printing, we're talking about a, a treatment, a pretreatment to the fabric that is being done on the fly, meaning that you don't know, need to do pretreatment to the fabric, meaning that you don't need to hold inventory of pretreated fabric, and you don't need additional equipment, you don't need additional manpower, etc., uh, etc. Et so this is actually allows you to print any any fabric in any uh, size of order in a few minutes, okay? So uh, all the burden of, of doing additional steps or additional, having additional manpower or space is uh, being eliminated. The next thing that is actually uh, also uh, solved with digital printing is the art limitation. 
So and I know, and I'm working closely with the school power, there are challenges when it comes to solids, when it comes to uh, uh, a lot of things that is laid down, and we're talking about, uh, if we're talking about fashion, some, sometimes it's, it's challenging, but I think that pigment printing is progressing today. It is much better than it used to be. Uh, hand feel wise, uh, the croaking, the washability, it still has some way to go, but it's getting there. And, uh, and uh, Cornet, at least, we have a, a, a department of chemistries, and uh, they are working all the time and trying to solve these, uh, these challenges. So, uh, of course, with digital printing, yeah, there's no art limitations. You can uh, print whatever, whatever you want. And one of the advantages of Cornet is that you can print with the same ink set on uh, synthetics and, uh, and on uh, natural fiber, uh, fabrics and, and blades. So you have all the advantages of using the same ink set for multiple fabric types. And the sustainability, as I mentioned, this is a dry process. You don't need to uh, 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 use any additional chemicals. You don't need to uh, wash the, the fabrics after the, after the printing. You don't need to steam it. So no additional use of water or other chemicals, which is uh, a great advantage. And as, as I mentioned, you are printing only what was already purchased. Knowledge. So. I, uh, it, maybe it doesn't uh, flow with what was uh, mentioned until now here today, but I think that once you are over the, the first part, okay, and you are uh, understand and know how to build your own setups and know how to work with the printers and what is the right flow, then from that point on it becomes much, much easier, okay? You need to learn it. There is a learning curve. There is a ramp-up process. But once you are over this process, then you don't will not need the uh, very uh, educated or artisans for operating. It's not like screen printing when really the know-how is 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 a must. And uh, last one is of course sampling and uh, time to market. This is something that with traditional printing you will not be able to to achieve. Uh, doing with the same system, the sampling and the, and the production is a great advantage and uh, you can do as, uh, as, uh, uh, as little as, uh, as uh, a one-off and uh, there's no waste, there's no uh, need to uh, uh, do the uh, setup once again, once the production actually <coughs> is activated and the time to market of course is, uh, is great. So we see that most of our uh, direct-to-garment uh, customers, like uh, like was mentioned before, are doing completely. They are doing the, the production and they send directly to the end customer, which is not the same case when it comes to wall-to-wall uh, -wall or direct-to-fabric. Uh, again, this is our Allegro system, which is uh, the actually the only single-step solution today. You don't need more than that. You have a, a printer. You put the fabric, not, no pre-treatment, and at the end of the, of the dryer you get, which is attached to the printer, you get a, a finished tool. So that's our recommendation. Thank you.